Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, and welcome to Women CEO and Reflection. I'm your host, Marisa Jones, and I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley. Today's guest is Lauren Sato. She's the Chief Executive Officer of Ada Developers Academy, a nonprofit entirely cost-free coding school for women and gender expansive adults. With ample experience scaling impactful ideas, Lauren is dedicated to changing the face of tech by creating market-driven solutions to our most intractable social problems. Welcome to the show, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So I always love being that my background is in IT and I spent 30 years in IT. I would love to hear more about Ada and kind of your journey and how you started, um, you know, whether you started this nonprofit or or how you came to, to lead this nonprofit. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with a little overview of Ada itself. Um, so we are, like you said, a coding school for winter, women and gender expansive folks. Um, and we are a six month classroom training program where students learn full stack development. So they learn back end, Python, um, a few other languages, front end um, and, and everything in between. Um, and then they do a six month internship with a corporate partner and those corporate partners range from the smallest are venture studio labs where new ideas, new companies are just taking shape um, all the way up to the biggest um, tech companies in the world, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, um, those places. Um, and at the end of their year with us, they land a job as a software developer. Um, and through that, we see an average salary change for folks of about 180%. So most folks come in making about an average of $40,000 a year, and they leave making an average of $119,000 a year. So it's a pretty significant life change um, for folks who, who go through the program. Um, and uh, I think all time, 94% of our graduates end up in these roles. Um, so it's working. It's working really well for folks. Um, and. Um, maybe even more importantly, it's working in changing what our tech industry looks like um, and, the, and how our products are built um, that all of us use. Um, so all of us should be building. I love it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit of, yeah, tell me a little bit more on how, how you got involved. Were you a developer? Were you in the tech space? <laughs> I wish. I, I mean, after after joining this organization and seeing seeing uh, the kinds of careers folks come out of, I wish I would have gotten into tech. I, I'm thrilled to hear that that's your background. Um, it's such a great space for, for folks to be in. But no, my background's in education. Um, so I um, have been in workforce development programs, but I've also just been in tech startups and spaces um, that are really focused on empowering women and making sure that women have um, the, the choices and the opportunities and the access that they need to advance their careers. Um, so that I, my career's transversed a lot of different spaces, but always with that theme. Um, so back in 2020, I was looking for my next adventure and um, uh, knew some folks at Ada. Um, Ada actually started in 2013, so it's been around for, for quite a while. 
Um, but they were just looking to grow. We were a, a small Seattle program um, up until 2020, and they they knew that this program, this idea was working and wanted to grow um, and grow our impact. And so I joined at that time to be sort of a growth stage CEO for the organization um, with a focus on making it a, a national movement. And so that's what we've been doing um, here at Ada over the last three years. Is we added an Atlanta campus. They actually just opened their doors this week. Um, next is DC next year, um, and we'll keep going from there. I love it. So, so who is Ada? Because Ada is a person, right? Yes. Yeah. We get, because Ada Developers Academy is an ADA acronym. We always get confused with the um, American for Disability Act, but um, we are named after Ada Lovelace, who is um, credited with being the first computer programmer. And it's really interesting because I spent 30 years in, in corporate America in IT and I never heard of her. And that's exactly why your company, your nonprofit is so important is to get the word out, to get to get other women and young women to know that, that there is possibility that you could be a, a woman in the space of tech and in that industry and continue to grow. And the fact that this, you know, everyone has heard of like the big name tech players who are men but I've never even heard of Ada. That's incredible. Right, right. We can't we can't be it if we can't see it. And, you know, we've got Ada, we've got, you know, the hidden figures story, all of these women who have been doing this work for so long, um, who have just been erased from our history. And it's important to tell their stories. Right. So um, so being in the, in the education industry and now you're in tech, what were some of your obstacles in, in taking, like you probably, you know, in being in this role, you had to overcome, you had to learn some new, some, some uh, just kind of new information, right? It's a whole new industry, right? What did you do to kind of meet that challenge? Yeah, I think my career is more of a, a quilt than a line. Um, so I've been kind of gathering uh, skills like a squirrel um, over the course of my like 20 years. Um, and, and tech has been a part of that all along. Um, so it wasn't brand new coming here. Um, and adult education was a part of it all along. And really, I think the, the thing that's most important in this space is connecting what the industry needs and will pay for with what society needs and is, is ready to um, engage with. And so that's, that's the piece that I found most exciting about coming to Ada was being able to connect those dots. Like the, the tech industry can't find enough talent, so they're willing to pay for it. And so they're willing to pay to educate these students who otherwise wouldn't have access to the industry. Because only 19% of computer science grads are women. And with the industry, I think, I think still only 25% of engineers, software engineers out there are women. So the, our only pathway into the industry is driving our representation down. Um, so I, I just think it's super exciting when there's a market need that uh, also solves a, a real problem for society. And I love that the corporations are engaged. Um, I'll have to talk to you more offline. Uh, Potency World is, is another initiative I'm involved in, and, and it's about building a global school for girls in the tech industry. So I will definitely have to speak to you afterwards about that. Yeah, I want to learn more. <laughs> it's great. You'll, you'll love being a part of it. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. What do you do to kind of maintain, you know, mental balance in your life? Oh, my gosh. I... <laughs> So I, possible? 
I know it's such a loaded question. <laughs> I have a four month old baby. Um, and so <laughs> I am not sleeping through the night right now. There's no time for exercise. This, this is my third child. There's no time for exercise. So I feel very out of balance right now. Um, but I think the thing that has changed over the course of my experience as a mother, um, and especially now in this in this role that's so time intensive and energy intensive, is that you have to build the practices in, when things are easy, um, so that when things get really hard and messy, like right now um, for me, I have those practices, I have those routines that are really um, nourishing. So I've been I've had a personal therapist for as long as I can remember. Um, and that is the one appointment that I never book over. I never move. I never allow to get bumped off my calendar. Um, it's my space. Even if I don't have, often I don't have anything coming into the conversation, but it's just a sacred space for me to be able to process my week, to process what's happening and, and integrate the pieces of my life and brain that sometimes otherwise seem so disintegrated. Um, so that's incredibly important. Um, my husband and I have a, a marriage counselor as well, and not because we're in crisis, because it's good maintenance and it's good for us to have a dedicated space with three kids and both of us work. He works in tech also. Um, we don't have time to sit down and process how we're doing and, and connect to each other. Um, and so that's a space that is just really special to us. Um, you, and you said the you said the word that I I say all the time. It's maintenance mode. Like you have to stay in maintenance mode because when you lose that, that's when that's when everything starts to crumble, right? Yeah, you can't build a habit when you're in crisis. It's too hard. Life's too crazy in that moment. Um, Absolutely, so. you have to build the the uh, the habits, right? The behaviors and the habits that maintain you during the difficult times. So you don't get overloaded. So you don't react, right? So that you don't kind of lose it and feel so overwhelmed that you can't function in any role that you have in your life. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so well, those are important. Go, oh, ahead. go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say that the other thing that feels really important and that I um, am just starting to get back that that um, I had lost over over the last few months is community. Um, and making sure that I stay in community with my peers. Um, you know, after after we hop off this call to this afternoon, um, our executive team that's all women um, is going to go out and get some drinks. And I'm just so excited about that because we rarely have time as we're sprinting through our work to just sit down and connect. Um, and those relationships are what we lean on when things are tough. Um, so I think that's another thing that's just been really important for my mental health and well-being um, in doing this work. You know, people forget that you can, you know, you don't have to be like best friends with everyone you work with, but you have to have that that social connection outside of work a little bit. You know, even if it's a lunch or going for a walk in between a break or having a happy hour, it's really important to strengthen that community at work it actually keeps the stress down, right? Because you really know each other on a personal level. And so you react differently uh, with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. You're not, you're so much less likely to like assume that somebody's out to get you. If you, you like hear about how their kid just got sent home from daycare because they're throwing up, right? Like you, you have to connect with people on a human level um, in order to, I think, really work effectively together. 
So what advice would you give to the women who are, are, are interested in your school, but don't know where to start or if it's for them? Yeah, right now, I think there's some fear around the tech industry because there's been some contraction from the big companies. And so my number one piece of advice would be to not be deterred by this moment. This is a blip. Um, just because the big companies are doing layoffs doesn't mean there aren't a ton of other companies still looking for engineers. I mean, over the last few years, there are so many companies that couldn't hire an engineer to save their lives because the big companies were hiring so much. And so now in this moment, they're like, this is great. We actually can compete for talent. Um, so don't be deterred. This career is so good for women because it's flexible. Usually the hours are flexible. The location is flexible. Compensation is high. Benefits are really supportive. Um, so stick with it if it's something that you're interested in. Um, don't, don't be deterred by this moment. Um, and the second thing is find community. Um, because it can be really isolating and it's so scary to make a career pivot. Um, one of the things that's most powerful about this organization is now we have over 700 alums and this community of women is so supportive of each other. They are constantly like, hey, my team has an opening. If somebody is like looking to like get it, if you're like not getting promoted at your organization, and you want a senior role, like I've got a senior role in the team adjacent to mine. And so they're making moves with each other um, and, and supporting each other through those. Some people, you know, they get laid off and, and then they look to each other for support. Like, hey, can we like meet weekly and just do job search together? Because that's really hard um, mentally to go through alone. Um, so I, yeah, find community, I think is maybe the most important thing for folks looking to, to get into this space. I can attest for being in this career for so long. So I've been on, on and off remote since the 90s, uh, which is unheard of. Uh, before yeah. video conferencing, it would be phone calls. Um, so, so there is a lot of flexibility behind that and you can make a lot of money in this industry and it's really fun and it's cool. And, you know, you meet a lot of great people and everyone's always willing to learn, um, from each other and to help each other out and grow. And, and, in, in, to add to that community, I have colleagues that are now friends because I've worked with them over the course of the 30 years and I've collected them over the years. And I literally could be at a client and think I'm having a problem, I'm trying to solve it. And I know this expert that I worked with 10 years ago at this company, and I'm gonna reach out to him on LinkedIn and I know for, or her, right? And I'm gonna reach out to her and I know for a fact, they're gonna help me out. And they'll take time out of their day to help me out. And that's the beauty of tech because you can do that. You can help each other out on unique projects, um, you know, when you're not even involved in the project, because it's it's a space that requires that expertise and the skill sets, um, and you you collectively have those skill sets together. You're not doing it alone, and that's what I absolutely love about it. Yeah, absolutely, and especially like in software development too. There's always new languages to learn, so you know you could end up on a project where you have to learn a new language, and you got to find somebody who knows it to help you figure it out. Um, yeah, the, that community piece is so important in this space. That's great. Well, thank you. We are out of time. Where can people find you, Lauren? Um, you can find me on LinkedIn, um, just backslash Lauren Sato. Um, I'm on Instagram and uh, not quite TikTok yet. My daughter's trying to convince me, <laughs> um, but Instagram as well. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to connect. AdaDevelopersAcademy.org is our website if you're interested in making the career change. 
Um, and if you're in tech and hiring, I've got an incredible cohort of engineers um, for you. So I'd love to talk about that as well. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for being on the show. Really appreciate it. And I really enjoyed meeting you. Likewise. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.